Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. Hey, welcome back to another episode. Today, we are talking all about how to sell at your live event. So recently, I was at an event, and it was a pretty good event. It was beautifully executed in my opinion. There was a lot of pluses. And to most people, it would be a fabulous event. But after being at over 800 events and producing next to half of those, I've been a bit conditioned. But needless to say, there's always been a few events that have had more of a bro marketing kind of feel, if you know what I mean. And these hosts are saying, come and buy my stuff at the back of the room. You've got 20 minutes, put the timer on, and it's half price of $20 million instead of $40 million. So, I mean, you could smell that a mile away that that sale was coming. But this particular event, it was a female-led entrepreneur event, and I always thought it was more classy. There was a more classy lead into the sale, right? Perhaps end of first day, into the second day. I mean, you've seen these events. We know that there's going to be an upsell and I'm prepared for them. I understand what's coming because that's how you make some money at events, correct? But the first day, they wasted no time going right into the sale. First day before first break. It was really kind of a sticker shock moment because everyone around me looked at me and then looked at their neighbor and she said, really, you're selling to us already? And it just was very icky. It was one of those kind of moments, cringeworthy moments. And talked to our team and we have 10 spots available only and meet us at the back, right? Yuck, no thanks. So I really want to put things in perspective because people were not rushing to the back table, credit card in hand. Nope. (laughs) They didn't create a 500,000 weekend like my previous client did. So what went wrong, you ask? I'm going to break it down how to upsell your offer, your course, your program, coaching that doesn't feel slimy, gross, or salesy. So number one, build trust. I've seen this happen for some events. Like I mentioned, a lot of bro marketing, salesies, events, people out there will place a false urgency on you. And I actually remember going to an event where the host literally nailed the psychology of a sale. She built trust, she added tons of value, actually helped people, interacted with people on the breaks and was available to her crowd. And she created over 200,000 at her two and a half day event. So it's really important to build trust. 
So people need to feel secure and safe doing business with you. And that's where building trust matters more than just being on stage and saying, hey, I'm here. According to the entrepreneur and author Charles Green, there's a four-factor model for trustworthiness. Credibility plus reliability plus intimacy divided by self-orientation. So I really think that with using that four-factor model, which I'm a huge fan of, credibility and intimacy and having the client's best interest at heart is going to matter, especially in a live setting. People will see if you have their best interest at heart or your own. So remember, your clients and your attendees, they must feel that they have your back. Pay attention to what they need. Be committed to helping them on the spot, in the room, during lunch breaks. Don't go hide in your room. If you want to create relationships, you can be available during certain times. And you can definitely say, I need to reset my emotional capacity during breaks and lunch, and maybe I'll be out during the afternoon break or after the actual event itself. You can allow yourself to have that time. But besides that, remember, you have to build trust. Don't sell during the first day. Build the trust the first day. Tease it the second day, a little bit more after lunch. That way, people say, yes, actually, I'm learning from you. I hear you, what you say on stage, and I do believe in you, and I do believe that you have my best interest at heart. Number two is have a client panel to gain credibility. Typically, a live event room is divided into three different types of people. Ones that you've targeted through Facebook ads, maybe a cold market, and ones that sit right in the middle. They've heard you, they've seen you, they want to learn more about your program, maybe their friends told them. So when you have a client panel talking about their success, obviously it adds to the credibility. You can invite two to three people that have worked with you that are current clients that have had results because it's not coming obviously from your mouth, it's coming from the mouths of your clients that have had success. You can toot your own horn any day of the week and say, I'm the best, but when other people can validate and verify that it is the truth in fact, and now you've built trust on another layer, so you have that credibility to fall back on, you have that client success panel that have had those results, whether it's profitability, whether it is building brand awareness, anything that they you do, they're gonna say, yes, she can help me, here's a real life example of it. So it is still building on the trust factor because again, if people don't know you at your event or they're in the middle and you want to bring them to the next level in their business, because I'm sure you have their best interest at heart, then you can A, build trust and B, have a client panel to gain that credibility. You're gonna build on that trust through my point number one and then also point number two, which is just adding another layer to gaining that credibility, that trustworthiness that I always say. Remember, we don't choose our experiences at events. We actually choose the memories of those experiences. The memories of, wow, I was at the live event and that event host really helped me when she did a live coaching or a hot seat with me. 
or she took the time in the bathroom while we were in the bathroom together to smile and say, hi, how are you doing at this event? Do you love it? Is there anything I can offer you? When you ignore your clients at an event, they know this. Again, I was at that same event and she was in the hallway passing by an attendee that ultimately came to me because we were sitting by each other and she said, I just passed her in the hallway and I said, hi. And she just smiled and looked away and didn't say anything. Remember, you're there for your people and you're there to host an experience through that memory. Number three, is to create value. Just ask yourself, why do we buy in the first place, right? And it may seem like a simple task. It may seem something, well, at least I know that I should be creating value and I think I am, but really revisit this because remember, as an avid event goer and after being in the room hundreds of times, I see that you are dancing around your presentations to a lot of different events that I have attended to. I know you want to sell and I know you want to create that $600,000 weekend or half a million weekend. That's great. But before you can do that, you're going to create value for your audiences. Give them something to say, give them a wow moment. You want to remember how and why these people are in the room and what is the actual factor that drives value for your attendees. Talk to them, like I said, don't ignore them in the hallway. Watch their actions. Just capture the reason why they're in the room, whether that is by asking them in the room, whether that is doing a survey in the Facebook group, Why are you choosing to attend? And they will tell you. And that way you can use that to that weekend saying, I know we did a survey in the Facebook group. Now I'm addressing this. Understanding the value is really just equal to the benefits of your business and really identifying your clients' pain points. So you have to remember that creating that win-win scenario at your event is so important. When you create value for others, you become more valuable to them. Think about it in regard to your own life, right? Every single person who's important to you is adding value to your life on some level. The closer the relationship, whether it's a sister, a friend, biz, bestie, whatever, the greater the contribution to your life. So relationships are really prioritized according to their emotional value. In some way, having that person is adding value because it makes you feel better about yourself. In business, the value is generally measured by its effect on your bottom line or your ability to do business. If you show up, you're selling. It's like, I always use this example with my clients. Imagine if we're in an elevator together, all of your current client, the biggest elevator you could possibly imagine. And you say, hey, I have a new program. Buy it now. They're going to say, oh, no thanks. I don't even know what it's about. How is this going to add value? What is it about? And you can't just show up like that on stage either. When we focus on creating more value, it completely changes our perspective. We naturally start to move away from self-serving motives, as I mentioned, and we increase the capacity and the general welfare of others. Really, it causes 
our own happiness and like I said, success. So the more we focus on contributing and creating value and adding to people's lives, it creates a community. And that's what you want at an event is the community focused really expansion of our world and our business. And remember, when the world expands and when everyone else is expanding, we become exposed to greater opportunities, aka more money, more profitabilities, more opportunities for speaking, maybe something. Also known as perhaps more opportunities to speak, more profitability, more general brand awareness and graciousness to say, yes, that event host or that person added so much value to my business and my life, I will be attending next year. So remember, number one, building trust. Number two, having a client panel to gain that credibility so people can say, yes, I've had success. Number three, create value. And I think that's the most important thing. Creating value is not worrying how it's going to come back to you. It's not an exchange. Don't think about it as if I create value, then I'm going to get more people. It's not about trading. It's more like making a deposit into the human growth account. I've heard this actually at a previous event, which is really fun. I love that. We make deposits, we extract benefits, we never know how or when that's gonna happen. By doing so, you're gonna create success on stage. People will be naturally attracted to you and your charisma and the way you do business. Wow, she doesn't want anything in return. She is just letting us know, or he is letting us know about the wonderful ways that we can work with him by not being sleazy or yucky or ooh because that's the sound in the room that I heard. I don't want that to happen to you. I'm gonna throw in a golden nugget number four bonus point here. I'd love to see you map the experience and the benefits from your event. And ultimately that will result in selling at your live event through a very holistic, through just a very natural, authentic, and I know that word has been thrown around a lot, but very authentic, right? Let's add it in with ease and not worry about making the sale before the first break, before we've had a chance to actually talk about who we are. So how we create an experience at an event, how I do it through with my clients through a strategy is ultimately how can your content impact event attendees? And I put so much careful analysis and planning and really just understanding the strategy from A to Z on experience and how to map that out. So here's that last golden nugget tip. List the major touch points through your event. So for instance, there are attendees that are through extract benefits and we withdraw sometimes where each group of people that are at your event will be impacted. So the journey that they're gonna go through, what stage in the business are they in? Are they a newbie entrepreneur? Are they a mid-level? Are they a high entrepreneur? Remember, the flow needs to be considered from each of their viewpoints. That includes before, during, after. Sometimes when I attend events, I hear, oh, this is my very first event ever. So under each major attendee list, 
list the opportunities and ideas for creating a memorable experience. You can add really amazing little touch points and big surprises and big elements. Take into account all the interesting ways to wow those attendees every step of the way. Also keep in mind how your messaging and your brand is being withheld through each category, each touch point. It could be more tangible ways to communicate the brand and bring to life your culture and the way you actually do business and how you live your life every day. For instance, one of my clients loves champagne. We had a champagne while we had a champagne party. We brought in really fun photo ops because that was really important. The culture for her was very lifestyle oriented. Whereas another client really wanted to bring to life entertainment and fun and excitement and open bar and where another client is very corporate and very elegant and wants to really embody female and spiritual. So really think about how you can use those elements of your culture, your brand and your business and bring that experience to life. So if any of this resonated with you, again, reach out. I reply directly to my DMs on Instagram and on Facebook at Eventistry by Alicia. Thanks so much for joining me and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the event space.